Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. We're going to go live now to the news conference with Jackson County Prosecutor Gene Peters-Baker. I have today are against two separate individuals. Both of these are adults. And um, the first one is Defendant, Defendant Lindell Mays. Uh, Mr. Mays is an adult uh, that my office has had no previous uh, connection or communication with. And we charged him on Saturday morning. We asked for the charges in his case associated uh, with this event to be sealed as that investigation was so active and ongoing. So I was not at liberty to talk with you about um, those particular charges until this moment. Um, and just moments ago, um, the court unsealed these charges, so they are in fact now public. Now today, regarding uh, Mr. Mays, he is in custody and he faces the following charges. Murder in the second degree, felony murder, the underlying felony of unlawful use of a weapon, and this is, a, of course, an A felony, the highest charge that Missouri uh, has available, and it brings up to a life sentence. There are um, another count of unlawful use of a weapon for shooting at a person. That is the Class B felony, and um, the sentence range is up to 15 years on that particular count under Missouri law. And then there are two associated armed criminal action charges. Uh, Mr. Mays is being held on a $1 million bond. Now I'm going to go to the second individual uh, that we have charged. That individual is Dominic Miller. He was also charged last night uh, for his participation in the events uh, that occurred last week. He is an adult and he is in custody. And again, um, this individual in my office has had no prior contact with this individual either. His charges um, are the same. That is murder in the second degree, felony murder. Again, the underlying felony for that felony murder is the unlawful use of a weapon. And that is an A felony carrying to a range up to a life sentence in the state of Missouri. A charge of unlawful use of a weapon for shooting at a person, the class B felony. Sentence range up to 15 years under Missouri law. And then again, two counts of armed criminal action. Uh, these are the unclassed, an unclassed felony um, in the state of Missouri. And though that individual is also being held on a million dollars bond. Now I would like to try and give you a brief uh, summary of I think what occurred that day that led to these criminal charges. 
From the evidence, it appears that Defendant Mays, that's the first person I, I read off charges on, Defendant Mays was in a verbal argument with another individual. And the evidence um, does not reflect in these early moments that there was any prior history between these individuals, Mays and the individual he was in some kind of verbal dispute with. There was no connection uh, to each other, those two individuals. Now, that argument very quickly escalated to Mays drawing his firearm, a handgun. Mays fired, or Mays pulled his handgun first. Almost immediately, almost immediately, others pulled their firearms. Defendant Miller uh, was one of those individuals. While both adults um, are charged with murder, the evidence tells us that it was Mr. Miller's firearm. Mr. Miller's firearm struck Lisa Lopez Galvin. So that's just two individuals. Um, and I think as we all stand here, this investigation is still very, very active and ongoing. And we're going to probably quickly leave this room and go right back uh, to that so that um, everybody understands what's next. But I do want you to understand we seek to hold every shooter accountable for their actions on that day, every single one. So while we're not there yet on every single individual, we're going to get there. Um, and you're going to have questions. You're, I'm sure, going to ask me many questions about this case, um, about other people's um, responsibility level, and we are not going to be able to answer those questions for you today. Um, but the most important thing I want you to hear is that we are not done yet. We are not done yet. Uh, now, normally when I stand at podiums like this, we're really just getting started, <laughs> you know, because a case carries on usually for a couple of years before I can get to a disposition. But vitally important to us, uh, there's another uh, kind of call out, I think, to community on this particular case. I'm asking for individuals um, to help us who were at the rally and they may have additional information to provide. Specifically, we're looking for individuals who suffered wounds from their trying to escape. Uh, you know, a, a stampede uh, occurred as people tried to flee. Once those gun, once gunfire started, um, there's a lot of video that's already out there showing people literally fleeing in those moments. We are aware of all of those individuals who had gunshot wounds. We are interested in anyone in the fleeing of this event um, that maybe fell down, you were trampled, um, you sprained an ankle, you broke a bone. All of those, um, those are the individuals uh, that we'd like to hear from. And um, do we have a phone number yet that we could give them for them to contact? And I'm sorry about that, we were still trying to um, pull this part together as quickly as we could. The main number to homicide, 2345043. All right, 816-234-5043. So any individual, um, whether or not you report it to a hospital or not, we would like to know, you know if you suffered additional wounds uh, from this incident. These two are victims in the case, so that's why we would like to hear from you. And, um, and we'll go from there, all right? Um, 
Okay, there are other issues uh, today that um, I'm not going to go into and not going to address at this podium. That is whether or not there are additional law changes that are needed. Uh, there'll be a day for that discussion. It sure is not uh, today and not at this podium for right now. Um, okay, I have spoken with um, the Lopez family and they could not uh, be here today and certainly uh, chose not to be here today because um, it is the view of their family that they want to focus on the memorial uh, for Lisa. And I think we uh, certainly understand that and we want to support them in all ways that we know how to do that. But uh, they did send a statement. I will send this uh, statement out. It's a little bit um, long. I'm going to go ahead and read it to you now, but we'll send it after today's press conference um, so that you have uh, their statement. Um, on behalf of the Lopez Galvin family, we are grateful to the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office led by uh, Jean Peters Baker and her amazing team of highly experienced and dedicated prosecutors. We also want to thank the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department and all other law enforcement departments involved in this investigation. The effort and dedication, or dedicated hours spent to ex expeditiously investigate this senseless act of violence is extremely commendable. It is reassuring for our family and the entire community to know that this joint team effort has resulted in the identification of the suspects involved. Though it does not bring back our beloved Lisa, it is comforting to know that the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office and the KCPD made it a top priority to seek justice for Lisa, the other shooting victims, and those who had to witness this tragedy unfold in the Kansas City community. Uh, like I said, uh, we will make that um, available to you in just a bit so you will have more information. Um, okay, if I could just, uh, just a quick moment here to give uh, some thanks uh, to some individuals. Um, you know, they're, they're not here. <laughs> That's um, the investigative team. Uh, that I've been able to work with um, that uh, all work at the direction of, of Chief Graves. I am so very, very grateful um, to work with you and to work uh, the way that we have been able to on this particular case. Uh, you've worked as professionals. Um, you've opened your door uh, to me and my team uh, from the very earliest moments. And um, it takes that level um, of participation and cooperation to get here. Um, here is the first marker. I'm grateful to be here, um, but I would be even more grateful uh, to find a courtroom in this building where I get to be. And um, in order to be successful there, I need the evidence to be strong. So um, thank you to each one of them. I won't name them because I didn't ask their permission to, to name their names. And sometimes they really don't appreciate that. Um, but do know uh, that we have had a really strong working relationship with them uh, to get to this point. And I personally, personally uh, convey my thanks. Um, beyond that investigative team, I want to say to the victim advocates in my office, man, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, who took my call outside of the yellow tape and um, from that moment on said, Yes, I will do whatever is necessary. Uh, we did try our best to pr 
you know, plan and prepare for uh, a mass shooting event. And I knew that my office had the largest collect collection of victim advocates um, probably in the region. And so I felt obligated uh, that we needed to be ready. You're never really quite ready, though, um, when it strikes. But these victim advocates have been really amazing, and you've done a great job in helping support a very injured and harmed Kansas City community. Um, so to each one of them, thank you. Um, they don't need it because they'll just tell me that they show up because they're paid, they're not volunteers. Um, but I wanted, I wanted to thank them anyway. Um, all right, with that, I would like to offer um, my two very important guests here uh, to speak. And you know, I am an officer of the court all the time, even after five. Um, it is not after five yet, though. So my partners here, um, my chief and my mayor, um, they are bound to my rules as well as, you know, as those court rules as an officer of the court. So they too will not be allowed to answer some of your questions, um, but we, we want to uh, do the best that we can uh, to try and be transparent and open with you without uh, harming a very active investigation. Um, so I probably should have asked, but I didn't, which one would like to go first, but Chief, how about we, we offer you? I am grateful. That the, that the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office has charged them with various felonies as consequences of their reckless actions. The Prosecutor's Office has my full confidence in the handling and prosecution of this case. And Jean, thank you. I know that you have been present in headquarters, um, you and your team, since Wednesday. Um, thank you for that. It, it is a team effort. Uh, our investigation continues at full velocity. Teams of detectives are working nonstop to ensure that anyone else responsible for the shooting is apprehended and that they receive the maximum punishment allowed by law. Thank you, Chief. I'll say very briefly that lawlessness and criminality will never be tolerated in Kansas City. From the beginning of the incident on Wednesday, Chief Graves, her officers, our command staff, and others were working nonstop to make sure that we could find the assailants, to make sure that there would be persons brought to justice as swiftly as possible. Jackson County Prosecutor Jean Peters Baker, her assistant prosecutors, and her entire staff worked closely and collaboratively with the Kansas City Police Department, our federal partners, and all who had information about the incidents that lead us to this position now. We recognize that for the people of Kansas City to feel safe, for us to deter criminal activity and to ensure valid and appropriate punishment, consequences must be swift, certain, and severe. What you have seen over the last week is folks working from the prosecutor's office, from the police department, and beyond to make sure that we would have that swiftness of an investigation and a thorough investigation, that you would have certainty, that they went through incredible amounts of review to make sure we got to the right charges, and to make sure that today we would see the appropriate charges that could be aligned with appropriate punishments thereafter. I thank the two women that are standing to my right for the hard work they've done in leading organizations that, while they can't in some way unwind the incidents that happened before, can let the people of Kansas City, Jackson County, the state of Missouri, and our country know that we will make sure that appropriate punishments are meted out, that justice will be served, so that the people of Kansas City can have confidence both in their police department, their prosecutor's office, and all those who swear an oath to keep us safe. 
My condolences continue to go out to the Lopez Galvin family and to all of those impacted. As the prosecutor notes, if you have additional information about concerns or injuries of your own, please call the appropriate phone number and know, as the prosecutor noted, that this is not the end of anything. Investigations continue, healing will continue, our outreach continues to all, and as we look for justice, we also look for comfort for all of those who were impacted physically or emotionally last Wednesday. Thank you all for being here, and thank you both for your work. Prosecutor Rager, can you kind of clarify for us, are these the juveniles, or are those juveniles still in custody, and these are adults? Um, these are adults. Um, there are two juveniles that has been reported already pretty broadly um, by the news media. Those are being handled by a different office um, at this point in time. How many shooters do you believe there are? I'm not sure we're willing to share that news with you today, um, but we do think that we have additional individuals that we want to address. Are you expecting more arrests? Yes. Are you able to clarify what that argument was that began all of this? No, uh, we cannot. You can, you know, you can obviously see that there is, uh, you know, some kind of verbal argument occurring, and it just, it just uh, turns deadly. Can you tell us about Major Miller still in the hospital? Or either of them in the hospital, I mean? Yes, both. They both are. Can you tell us about the number of weapons recovered and what they were? Um, I don't think that we're I don't think that we're willing to go there today, given the stage that we were at. Um, I think we'll be able to provide that information pretty soon, but not yet. Were these two in the same group? No. Okay. No. To clarify, they didn't know each other at all. That is our evidence that they did not know each other prior to the events that led right up to the shooting. Are the juveniles in different groups as well? Um, so, you know, I don't like necessarily the word groups necessarily, but we are we are clustering people together, um, and so yes, there are there are some individuals that are connected with the juveniles in our overall um, in this overall crime scene. So, um, again, I'm not trying to be vague. Uh, I know you want answers, but um, that's that's as much as information as we can give in these moments. Anything else I can answer? Um, outside of the individuals charged today. You think they're in the hospital, Jean? Correct. Okay, but they're being held on a million dollars bond. That's correct. Okay, so presumably they're in a hospital where there's a large security guarding them? Yes, there are officers guarding them. If Miller's believed his firearm shot and killed Ms. Galvin, why are the charges the same for the two adults? Um, because felony murder is a charge that is available and it, it, it is the same punishment level as conventional murder. Fortunately, we're basis of ages. Are you willing to say that? You know, I don't know that off the top of my head. Um, so I cannot, I cannot give that to you in this moment. All right, anything else we might be able to answer before? When were um, these two arrested? Um, I think... Both of them, because they have been hospitalized uh, for injuries, um, that they have been in custody since, you know, or not technically in custody, but they've been at a hospital receiving treatment um, since the beginning have of this event. Since? No. So these individuals are still in the hospital, correct? That's right. Now, these were, were these were these persons. Obviously, they were shot. One was. Can you describe the, the injuries that they had? Not no. Necessarily. 
I can't, uh, honestly, not. I, I just not able to provide that information at this time because that that's just not in my full orbit of information in in this second. You said your office had no contact with either the two of them. Have police had contact with them prior to this? Um, I, not that I am aware of. Um, I believe um, one of them may have had some other incident at a city level, uh, not in Kansas City. Okay. Um, Chief, just one month ago, you were doing a press conference about the amount of homicides we've had. You said we have a culture of gun violence in Kansas City. Can you speak to that now that we are here? Uh, the, the statement that I made then st stays the same. And if you look at some of our homicides that we had last year, 67 of them were from our argument. I think that speaks for itself. Okay, look, we appreciate all of you. Mayor, I'm sorry, did I cut no, you off? So, um, so, so just to clarify, these are adults, were they working in concert, the two juveniles? What is their relationship between those who are currently in custody? Not going to provide that information at this time, Glenn, but thank you for asking. All right, thank you very much for being I've, here, everybody. We appreciate you. Let's I recap quickly. Um, that A lot of information. Hats off to the prosecutor's office, to the police, and to the crime lab, uh, who I think we forgot to mention there, for turning this around so quickly. The charges are identical. Suspect number one, Lindell Mays, an adult who is in custody in the hospital charged with murder in the second degree, felony murder, with the felony unlawful use of a weapon being the underlying crime of felony murder. He also faces two additional counts of armed criminal action uh, up to life on the mega charge for the murder of Lisa Lopez Galvin, 15 years for ACA and the weapons charge being held on a $1 million bond. Dominic Miller is your adult suspect number two. All of those charges are the same for both defendants. And you heard her say that it was Mays. The evidence will show, according to Jean Peters Baker, in a verbal argument with no prior history between the two men and no mentionable criminal history uh, that would have brought them on the radar of the prosecutor's office for any reason. Mays, they say, drew the handgun first and, quote, almost immediately others around started pulling out their firearms. Defendant Miller was one of them. And according to the prosecutor, the evidence shows it was Miller's gun that struck and killed Lisa Lopez Galvin. That brings the total number into custody up to four, two juveniles, two adults. And if you have any trampling or other injuries from fleeing the scene, they want you to call Homicide at 816-234-5043. Asked earlier today if there would be more arrest, Gene Peters-Baker simply said, Yes. We will continue. If you'd like to weigh in, 913-586-7798. 586-7798 here on Dana and Parks. So apparently one of the suspects is from Raytown. Yep. One is from Kansas City. A couple of very interesting... Um, Lindell Mays is from Raytown. Dominic Miller is from Kansas City, Missouri. Of really interesting notes, and I'm glad she addressed this. They, they gave a lot more information at that news conference today than they normally do when it's a case and charges of this magnitude. And I think the, the city needs to hear what Gene just had to say and, and the chief and the mayor. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they addressed some of these things. But did it not strike you, Scott, that these men had no prior knowledge 
or history with one another. This was not the warring gang faction. Which, which that's all we've heard that's about on the text line for a week. That's all we've heard. This has to be gang. It's going to be gang related. They it, were Chiefs fans. Who got into an argument. That got into a verbal argument and like idiots thought it would be a good idea in a packed space with children everywhere to pull firearms. They did. Because Both con- of we, them, don't do we don't do conflict well. No. Both of them are shot in the hospital. Uh, if they survive, will go away for the rest of their lives. And number two, 67 of the city's homicides last year stemmed from verbal arguments that led to gunfire. What does that tell you? It, it tells us every year, if you go back and look, that it always comes back to a complete lack of conflict resolution mm-hmm. in this town. That everyone just thinks I'm going to pull a gun. But, but at the point that two men with no prior notable criminal history, follow me here. Because I really thought she was going to say these are known gangbangers, um, revolving door. They've been in and out of the system. I want to be clear for anyone that wants to knock the prosecutor's office. Today is not the day to do it. They have done this job expertly, swiftly. And these men were not known to police or prosecutors. So what does that tell you when their first thought in a verbal argument was to pull a firearm? But listen further into what she said in the news conference, that as those two men, Dominic Miller and Lindell Mays, drew their firearms, everybody else around them drew firearms. Did you hear that part of the news conference? I did. Everybody else around them, and, and when I say everybody else, I'm, uh, I'm being a little bit generic, uh, but a bunch of people around them also drew firearms at the exact same time. Before we get to the break, we went very long um, so that we could hear what the prosecutor has to say. I want everyone to remember, please go to KMBZ.com, KMBZ.com, and every radio station in Kansas City is joining together to raise money for Lisa Lopez Galvin's family. Um, and we're among them. Directly from her family, this is the GoFundMe And 23 radio stations in Kansas City have one common goal, and that is to help defray the cost during a time of just unspeakable grief at the loss of this beautiful 43-year-old mother of two. And you can find that link for the GoFundMe at KMBZ.com. Quick question from the text line. Uh, Dana, if you want to answer this, I'll read you the question. If you don't want to answer it, I'll be happy to. Why are they not naming the juveniles who are in custody? They have named juveniles in the past when something like this happens. Why is this different? We are waiting for a certification hearing, and we're going to get to that right after this break because one local attorney said he would be shocked if a judge does not certify those juveniles as adults because of the scope of the crime, the nature of the crime, the high-profile nature of the crime, and then also the number of victims. I think they will be certified. When they are certified as adults, you will know that name the second we know it. We will be talking about that. But but the thing is, Texter, uh, they do not release the name of juvenile offenders. And even if word got around of this is who it was, this is who it is. The media could not legally release that name. We would not release that name. We have to wait until they are certified as adults to release their names. Here's the other deal. Tick tock. Mm -hmm. Tick tock. You heard her say other arrests are coming. Mm -hmm. And if you were involved... You know it, and the SWAT teams don't come quietly. 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. So we have some breaking news this hour. The Jackson County prosecutor, Gene Peters Baker, announcing that there are two adults who have now been charged in connection with the shooting last Wednesday at the Chiefs' Super Bowl parade. They are Dominic Miller of Kansas City and Lindell Mays of Raytown, each facing a charge of murder in the second degree, two counts of armed criminal action, unlawful use of a weapon. Both could go to prison for the rest of their lives if convicted and both currently held on $1 million bond. We also learned during the news conference that both remain hospitalized with gunshot wounds. Let's go to Alex in Iowa. Alex, good afternoon. Hello. Hi, Alex. Thank you for the call. Go ahead. Hi. Hey, it's been a long time since I've heard from you guys, but uh, I just wanted to say I've spent four and a half years working at the jail up here in Iowa, and it's not worth trying to find these guys. They said they're still hospitalized. Um, They're already uncomfortable from the wounds that they got. They're probably four-pointed to the bed, and it's it's not worth it. I don't Uh, under Alex. What are you saying? I don't understand what you're saying. I don't think anyone's looking for them. What? Well, I'm not saying people are looking for them. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm just telling people it's not worth it. We already know what happened with the guy in the red sweats. He got death threats. People were, you know, trying to say he's the shooter, but he wasn't. But granted, they are in the custody of Kansas City PD. Yeah. They people don't need to be calling the hospital. No, 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 no. And Alex, let me just tell you that 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 is so locked down and there is so much security there because of that. But I'm curious because you worked as a hospital guard what do they do with, like, high-level detainees who are injured but very high risk for hurting others? Like, I, physically, what do so, they do to them? So my, my position was I worked in the jail. I was a detention officer. So our, our job was to sit on the inmates that were either injured at the jail or we took custody of them from the, for the sheriff's office. So what they are going to be, he's probably got tubes and stuff all up to him, IVs and stuff. 
he's going to be considered four-pointed to the bed. Hand, both handcuffs, both got ankle irons or whatever you want, leg cuffs, what you want to call them. So this person cannot move from that bed unless he is has to go to the restroom or something like that if he can. So they're probably got, I'm, I don't know, because I'm not from Kansas City, from up here in Iowa. They probably got two officers or deputies or whatever sitting on this inmate. He's considered an inmate now. So he's got no phone. Don't, you know, he's not going to be able to call out. Yeah, grandma's not visiting. No, he's not getting money on his books. Nothing. So I know people are upset. They want, they want, uh, what do you want to call it? Vindication? Vengeance. Or whatever. Let, vengeance. Thank you, Scott. Uh, let the court system do that. Amen. Alex, uh, amen. And, and we have no reason to think that people are doing otherwise, but it, it's a good reminder. Uh, just very quickly, we'll try to answer the questions that come in on the text line throughout the day. Uh, somebody writes in, how did they become adults so quickly? There are now four people in custody. Okay. Two juveniles Correct. who are working their way through the juvenile certification process in the next coming weeks. Then these two idiots who we are didn't know adults about, that we didn't know about, that until we did not today. know about one of whom, according to the prosecutor, the evidence will show one of whom fired the fatal bullet that killed Lisa uh, Galvin Lopez. And, and people are Lopez saying, Lopez Galvin, why, why pardon did, me. Why didn't they tell us about these adults? Is this lying by omission? No, no this no. is protecting the case. I, There's I no conspiracy here. I, I understand a lot of people in this town like to hate on Jean Peters Baker. She is not the demon that you believe she is. She is a good prosecutor. I want to remind everybody they're looking for anyone trampled or injured in fleeing the parade. 816-234-5043 is the direct number to homicide if you suffered injuries of that nature. Let's go to Paul in Kansas City. Paul, hello. Hi, Scott. Hi, Dana. Scott, Hi. Been, a long, been a while since I've seen you. The wedding. Good to hear your voice, Paul. Go ahead. Uh, my wife and I were in the the, uh, the crowded Union Station, and uh, we felt that first that initial push uh, of the crowd, you know, just surging us against the metal barrier. Uh, we helped a, a woman and her little kids get over that metal barrier, and then we saw this surreal sight of you know forty, fifty, sixty cops running into Union Station. Uh, uh, some of them weapons drawn already. And then I saw them rushing out, and we also heard that volley of gunfire. Uh, we couldn't tell where it was coming from. We couldn't tell the distance. But, uh, you know, the, you got a concrete building in that hillside. It's just mm-hmm. hard to tell where, you know, where it is and how far away it is. So I didn't rush out right away with my wife. I, it crossed my mind, but I didn't want us rushing into the danger if we are running in the wrong direction. And so, anyway, things cleared, and... Uh, we made it back to our car, but uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm a former police officer, and I've been in a shooting, and uh, it brought back uh, it brought brought back some rough memories for me. But the uh, the big the big relief for me and the big blessing for all of us is the uh, the fast response, yeah. the fast professional response of so many police officers, federal agents, state troopers. And not all of the, the police officers were Kansas City police. They they were they came from all over the metro area to, who, uh, to supplement the Kansas City police, mm-hmm. you know, 800 cops. And then the dozens of firefighters and paramedics uh, on scene. When we left, 
we had a nonstop stream of ambulances coming in and then a nonstop stream of ambulances leaving with lights and sirens on. All those indicated a, a, a trauma and uh, just just such a big relief. But also, I mean, a lot of I've heard a lot of people say they're ashamed of Kansas City. They're embarrassed. Um, you know, don't be because underneath uh, because underneath all of that horror and trauma, you know, the best of the best people were putting out their best work to, to save lives and to uh, make sure nobody else got hurt. And uh, hmm. and so be thankful uh, for, for their presence, their work, their, their willingness to do it, and uh, sometimes for very little gratitude. Paul, do appreciate the call. Well said. Really well said. Uh, Dave in Liberty. You get the last word. Dave, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, Scott. Hey, Dana. I think uh, what we have to look at as a society is that the state of Missouri became a constitutional carry uh, of a state. And you wonder why people bring weapons in backpacks to an area, whether they were if they were underage, that's a problem. But if they were of legal age, they are well within their right to do that. And that is the madness of the entire situation. If you look at the uh, protest that happened up in Wisconsin, where you had 40, 50 guys walking around with long rifles, exposed, out, walking around, doing their thing, because that was their right to do it. Once you make it one individual's right to do it, it's everybody's individual yes. right Even to do that. Even the dumbest among us, Dave, you are correct. Even the dumbest among us. And that is what happens. And at some point or another, we're going to have to be smart as a society and figure out something to do because you can't say that you get to do it, but the idiot next to me doesn't because you don't know he's an idiot until they do what they did last week. All right, Dave. Well uh, said and well put. Uh, Chad and Topeka, we got time for one more. Chad, go ahead. Hey, guys, just got a real quick question. Why is there not any other charges for the other 20 people that were shot? You want to take that? You want me to do um, Go ahead. Uh, I think there I will understand, be. I understand, the, I understand the, sorry, Scott. No, it's all right. the, the second degree charges, but why are they not charging them with other that's the armed criminal action yeah. charge, Chad, that carries uh, okay. up to up to fifteen each. I believe fifteen years each on ACA. I, I so think this that, this is just the initial they, crack at these charges, and they had to get them charged with murder. She was asked earlier today during the news conference, "Will there be additional charges?" Her yes. answer: Yes. Will there be more people arrested? Her answer was: Yes. Okay. Th- th- these are holding charges. At lightning speed, I cannot tell you enough the level of investigation and thought and deliberation that had to go into this to bring all of this to fruition in uh, six, days. six days. To be able to stand there and have a news conference and say this is what's going on. And this is who fired the bullet that we believe killed Lisa and, Lopez And, and that Galvin. is hats off to the lab. That's right. Uh, never, ever. Have I seen uh, justice move this quickly? Uh, what's it called? Um, bullet results, ballistics back. Ballistic. That's what word I was looking for. Uh, never in my career have I seen ballistic results come back this quickly. This is a good day for the police department and for the prosecutor's office, the lab, anyone involved, and anyone, which is all of us, 
who want to see justice in this case. 913-586-7798-586-7798. Why do you guys want to talk about it? We've added an extra segment to do that. Uh, But very quickly, before we get back to your calls, an Olathe man is hoping to clear his name. After photos of him being detained following the shooting at the Chiefs rally on Wednesday went viral. Uh, We mentioned this in passing yesterday, but it bears repeating. Posts with the photos have spread online with captions falsely claiming that this man was one of the gunmen. It's not the case. The man in the photos is Denton Loudermill. He is from Olathe, father of three, proud Chiefs fans, not a mass shooter. The content was imported from Facebook. Um... Says Loudermill, I just want to clear my name. I had nothing to do with anything. I was just enjoying myself like everybody else. He did admit that he had several drinks. But the story goes on, so did half a million other people. Red Sweats guy is not a mass shooter. Let's go to Maryland real quick in Kansas City if we could. Hi, Maryland. Hey, Dana. I just wanted to remind you guys, one of the first callers in to you, folks at right immediately after the shooting when you requested people call in to what they saw was he described accurately that these two groups got into a kerfuffle and that the older guy there was two older guys and he said 20s and then against a group of young kids and they both started shooting at each other and he said the one older guy fell to the ground, shot in the face, yep. lost a lot of blood, and he thought he was dead on the scene. And he was one of the first ones triaged to Truman Med Center. So, here, so Marilyn, I thought, yeah, and thank you for the call. I, I don't know that we want to talk about hospitals, but um, I, I agree with you. I think in the in the very early hours and maybe even day or two after the shooting, the, the narrative was it was two juveniles. And it was firing, we believe. But the charges today now explain that there were two adults. And I would remind you. With with one of them with a handgun. Even when the two juveniles were taken into custody and charged, Gene Peters Baker even said then, more charges are coming. And Meaning more, more people correct. pulled out their firearms and thought at a parade packed in with 100,000 people or more, it would be a good idea to fire my weapon. Let's go to Bob in Kansas City. Bob, good afternoon. Hello. Hi, good afternoon, everyone. How are you doing? We're doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, I just thought, I don't know, I, could, I have an opinion, but I just think, would that be a good idea or a good opportunity to do a public service amount announcement with probably the most influential, influential person right now named Patrick Mahomes and a few Chiefs players and the governor and the mayor not putting down the guns? Just put down your guns. There's no, no one wins in gunfire. I, I think it's a great idea, I and love I think it. it will have no impact whatsoever. Because, Bob, the people that would hear and listen to that message aren't the idiots that we're talking about today that pulled their gun and started firing at a packed parade. I, just, I understand. It, yeah. The one thing that would be an opportunity. Yeah, I agree. No, it would be great. And it's a great opportunity. The, the one thing that surprises me, almost more than anything else, is that these idiots had no priors. If they had been caught. Yeah. No, 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 no. Maybe they just never got Not caught. known to yeah. the prosecutor's office or police office. And I think people thought this is going to be one of those revolving doors of justice where they're in and out of jail and in and out of jail. And they 
you know, they're not charged. Well, you know, maybe this is their first trip through the door. I I think we're going to find out that these were Chiefs fans who thought they were tough guys in that moment. That's what I think this is going to be. Who probably have done plenty of other things. We don't know this. I'm just spitballing. Who have probably done other bad things in their past and just never got caught for it. It's not the narrative most people thought this would be. No. and the That's na- all I'm saying. I, no, and, and I would make the argument the narrative that some people wanted it to be. So I think there are some people in this town that wanted this to be gang violence, wanted this to be black on black crime. I have no idea if it is or not. I do not know what color either one of these men are. And I don't care. I couldn't care less. Alex in KCK. Alex, good afternoon. Hello. Good afternoon, guys. An awesome story here today and kind of sad. I wanted to mention, you know, I I hear you about talking about the gangbanger thing. Um, But if they were affiliated with a gang, do we know who that gang is? And where did they come from? You know, what part of the city were they just there to celebrate? Or were they intending on making a fuss? And and when somebody pulls a gun in a large crowd, that's uh, criminal action, armed criminal action, because you don't have anybody that you're actually aiming at to defend yourself. Which is why they're they're uh, both yeah, they're charged both with that. Charged with two counts of ACA, Alex. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to Mike in Topeka with the last word. Mike, hello. Hey guys, uh, so I just wanted to touch base on the part where she said that um, once the initial firearms were pulled. There were other people in the crowd who pulled theirs in response as though they were trying to be defenders to stop a mass shooting. Right. In the middle Um, of 900 federal, state, local um, police officers who are trained to stop this type of thing. Right. And that's why, you know, I've I've always been very outspoken about how important training is. You know, one of the, the first rules they teach you about firearm safety is to know your target and what's beyond it. And if a, a mass shooting happens where you have so many people around, you can't guarantee that you know where every bullet that comes out of your firearm is going to land. And so, you, you know, it's important to know when it's okay to uh, confront an attacker or a mass shooter and when it's not. And this is one of those cases because there were so many people, clearly that was not okay. And that's why I carry pepper spray on me because I want options when I know that I'm in a situation where a firearm is unacceptable. And so, yeah, I'll say it again. If you carry a firearm, be responsible and get training, not just once or twice a year, multiple classes a week, a month. You know, be smart about it and get yourself trained. Mike, I love your calls. Always thank you for it. I do appreciate that. Hey, don't forget to check out the Dana Parks podcast. Available anytime you want. Just go to KMBZ. Dot com. The news with Dan Weinbaum in two minutes here on Dana and Parks. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 